Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. Every two weeks, we post podcast versions of one of our free training videos, or you can access our videos now at beyondordinarywomen.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Matthews, and welcome to uh, this video with Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. I'm here with Sharifa Stevens, and this is part of a series we're doing on mommying and ministry. So today, we're going to go biblical, and we're going to talk about the myth of the superwoman, the biblical superwoman. Uh, I think you would agree, uh, from what I know, that you were raised like I was on this idea that um, a woman's highest calling was to be a wife and a mother. Mm. And... I'd love for you to address some of that. Uh, I mean, I could help you with that, but I'm going to let you start. Tell me what you think about that. <laughs> okay, well, I have thoughts. Um, first of all, the way I grew up, um, there was also a tension that existed because I grew up in a line of women who always worked outside of the home. Okay. So there was pragmatism of what needed to be done um, in our particular household. And then there was the idealism of what ought to be done um, in the biblical. To be the perfect. To be the perfect woman. Mm -hmm. um, so that tension was something that captured my attention pretty, pretty early. So you're aware of the, the difference between what the preachers were saying and what you were seeing. Yes, the preachers and sometimes um, my own family members. Mm -hmm. But then they would head out the door to work. So um, I, I wanted to resolve that. Part of the reason why I went to seminary mm -hmm. was to solve that. Okay. Um, I wanted to know the role of women in ministry. I wanted to know what it was to be a Christian woman. And I thought that the best place to go to get those answers was seminary. Once I got to seminary, I realized that um, I have more sophisticated questions, but it was harder to find answers. And I think one of our challenges as Americans specifically in evangelical spaces mm -hmm. is that we tend to um, listen to a well-worn narrative that is very much informed by our Americanness. So um, a friend of mine, Dr. Sandy Glahn, would talk about how it is manly to do roof work, for example, in the United States. However, in Kenya, roofing is women's work. Cultural. It's a cultural, mm -hmm. a cultural distinctive, not a biblical one. Um, and so I think my goal, one of my goals as um, a Christian woman is to be able to bring liberty to both men and women, liberty that comes in Christ. And in Christ, a woman's role is to be a worshiper. That's, that's her identity in Christ. That is, that is God's chief end for her. And the reason why I'm able to say that is because we see in, in the Bible, we see the end from the beginning. And in the end, will there be marriage? Nope. Will there be child rearing? I hope not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's, That's a no. That's a no. So. It's work, right? Well, 
That's a no. So what is eternal it, about our identity is what should have primacy in defining our identity. And in, in, in that case, it, it is our role as worshipers of God, our role um, as lovers of other people. So what we do is, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with your everything. Mm -hmm. And love others as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, so what we do when we lose track of our ultimate identity is we idolize roles. Yes. And roles change. Right. I can remember being a teenager when I really first came to know the Lord. I was single, obviously, had no children. Right. What value did I have to God and His work in that stage of life before I eventually did marry? And what if I had never married? So I, I'm, I'm agreeing here that I think there's a whole lot more to our identity, and that's what's really crucial here right. as, as a person, woman or man. Your identity in Christ is where God has you. It's not what are you doing in your life, and who, yeah. who are you attached to, whether it's a husband or children. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's idolizing a good thing mm -hmm. instead of um, having reverence for God's. And I see it as very cultural driven, uh, culturally driven, and also um, kind of blind to the rest of the women in the world who either have lost husbands or never had one mm -hmm. uh, through a variety of reasons. And the same with children. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to see a woman go through one of her greatest pain is a woman who wants to have children and can't yes. or who has lost one. Yes. So the the words that we're hearing from the pulpits who still teach this are just adding on to that burden. Right. If, the, if they are teaching that kind of womanhood. Right. And, and Jesus said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And we're supposed to um, find our rest in Jesus. We can't, we're, we're keeping people from that rest when we're putting additional burdens on them and saying, well, in order for you to be a good Christian woman, you also have to be married. You also have to work in the home only. You also have to have children. And these, these burdens are not the burdens of Jesus. No. And so that's why I'm saying this is all about liberty. And this doesn't just benefit women. Um, it doesn't just benefit women when we know that our identity is in Christ and when we equip women to do the work of the gospel and to make disciples, which is our, our great commission as right. Christians, whether male or female, right. it also helps men. Partnering this, together. Right. right. So partnerships are, are what we were made for. It wasn't good for us to be alone back in Genesis. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't meant to be super women. We weren't meant to be individuals trying to carry all of these burdens on our own. We never were. What kind of community would we be if we were marked by an otherworldly partnership? What kind of community would we be if men and women, single and married, people with or without children, were all marked as, as worshipers of Christ and people who loved others well. What if, what if that was? Perfection, right. That would be something that would woo people to the Lord so, so well, so powerfully. 
So I think of us as image bearers. Like that is our greatest calling. Mm -hmm. Like worshipers, mm -hmm. we are created in God's image, man and woman. Mm -hmm. And there are some women out there who may have never heard that, that they have the same image of God as a male mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. So that's a foundational truth that we hope will pass along here. Yes. And as image bearers, you know, God has given us gifts. Uh, the gifts of the Spirit are given to men and women alike and not based on gender. So you might have the gift of leadership and I might have the gift of teaching and my husband has the gift of helps. Yes. Go figure. So again, I feel like, you know, we're on the same page here that we know that, um, you know, the church has to get away from, you know, pigeonholing women into certain roles that God never meant them to be pigeonholed into. Yeah. There's so great a value in being a mother who leads her children to the Lord, who Absolutely. raises them in the love of God Absolutely. and being a great wife. So we don't want to say those are bad things. We don't want anyone to ever say not. that. Right. So I have four children, married 21 years. I mean, those are wonderful things. Uh, yes. But there's much more to this life and this afterlife one day with the Lord than yes. that. And I, I need to be, my theology needs to be consistent with what Jesus said. Mm -hmm. And whenever Jesus encounters a woman, he is engaging her about what she thinks about God and what God thinks about her. I want to make sure that I'm doing that. The same thing. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you, Sharifa. Thank you for being with us. We're going to have this video and others on this topic with moms and ministry available on the Beyond Ordinary Women website. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.